coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. Red light is very beneficial. Like if you get in front of your red light panel, you may notice that your veins in your feet and your arms, they start to surface and you're like, wow, I didn't realize I had veins in my hands and my feet like that. Well, what's happening is, is your veins and arteries, they actually have something called a chromophore, which is a light receptor. So whenever you get exposed to red light, the veins and the arteries vasodilate, they open up. And if you improve blood flow, you can actually start to improve function. So let's say someone has pain in their hands or arthritis. And what happens is, is when the weather gets really cold, you know, now they start noticing more pain because cold is going to constrict your arteries and then heat is going to vasodilate, open them up. So the more blood flow that you get into these muscles and these joints and these nerves and even organs, the better function you have. And that's what happens with red light exposure. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interview Dr. Kyle Daigle with a fellowship in childhood developmental and behavioral disorders. He's changing the game in healthcare. Dr. Daigle's passion for health and wellness extends to lecturing all around the world on topics like traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, mold exposure, and childhood development. We touched on the benefits of red light therapy, Dr. Kyle's morning routine, the power of visualizing your future, enhancing sleep through magnetic sleep pads, and his one tip to get your body and mind back to what it once was. I really enjoyed my interview with Dr. Kyle. I know you will too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin, and I have Dr. Kyle Daigle on. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we're going to touch on a lot of topics today, so I'm excited to have you here. And you're coming from, you're not in Dubai now. I know you said, you, are you in Louisiana? Yeah, I'm in Louisiana right now. Okay. And maybe give the audience a little background, you know, how you got into sort of alternative um, holistic medicine and and uh, what sort of led led you down that path? Yeah, well, I've uh, I actually had a young brother um, that ended up getting uh, a medical procedure that um, almost you know died. I spent six weeks in the hospital in ice baths, and uh, I watched this doctor save my brother's life, and I watched my dad hug this doctor, and really just watching this this the way that my dad was just so compelling and just thankful for this doctor saving his life i was like that's what i want to do so since second grade mm. i had the intention to be a doctor but i was actually my pursuit was actually oncology pediatric oncology uh went into uh, lsu in undergrad uh dived into uh research uh student research assistant and that you know led me into the nutritional aspect so i decided to not go to med school um, went into alternative medicine. And in that, I decided to take chiropractic because at the time when I was in school, chiropractors had direct access where, you know, you can just basically go into a chiropractor without a diagnosis. They could diagnose you versus a PT. You had to go to a medical doctor, get a script to actually go do PT. So that's what really got me into chiropractic. And then in there, it was really neat because I had the opportunity to be trained by a lot of really amazing doctors, like one guy named Dr. Brandon Brock, um, who was teaching me about, you know, traumatic brain injuries. And then I learned from a guy named Atiz Karazian, who was talking about this gut brain connection on how you can really help out, 
you know, a lot of patients, autoimmune issues, all this by cleaning up people's diet and their gut. Um, and then that led me into, you know, open a private practice. Um, I actually had a severe traumatic brain injury in 2013 that um, really kind of got me into, uh, I was doing sports performance, it got me into traumatic brain injury rehab, uh, mainly because I wanted to fix myself. And in doing that, that led me into uh, actually going into childhood development. Um, my previous history is I had ADHD as a child, pretty severe, uh, medicated for about 18 years. And um, that actually had uh, a part of actually my recovery in TBI rehab. So then I started studying something called primitive reflexes. These are infant reflexes that allow the brain to develop. And I actually found that to be a massive secret into TBI world on how to recover. Um, and then, you know, I just started trying to look into biohacking, just ways that, you know, because I was on medications for 18 years, um, I wanted to find ways that I could possibly try to reduce the stress response. And I just pulled it all together from studying red light, uh, studying PMF, uh, transcranial direct, uh, nutrition, uh, primitive reflexes, oxygen therapy, saunas. And now I have this really kind of state-of-the-art treatment where people fly from all over the world to come and see me because I basically have been able to um, basically structure a really intense uh, rehab program with lots of different diversity of of therapies. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And so you've gone sort of <clears throat> into different paths that have led you first starting out with like maybe traumatic brain injuries, and then it sort of led you down different paths. Yep. Um, and I notice uh, you talk about like vibration therapy and low-powered lasers. I'm curious, it's, uh, how are, how do those play a role in your practice? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm a nerd, man. I don't watch TV. I read a lot of research. And um, what really intrigued me was um, I got into this type of therapy, this field called functional neurology, which is how you can basically stimulate the brain, whether it was through colors, the eyes, eye movements. But vibration therapy really intrigued me whenever I started looking into the spinal cord, because the back half of the spinal cord has a specific pathway. It's called the DCML pathway, and it's specific for vibration. And what's interesting about vibration is that it actually really drives an area of the brain called the parietal lobe, which is your spatial map. So, you know, young kids who, uh, for example, have like a poor proprioception, they'll walk into things, will actually physically vibrate their body a lot. And what happens is, is their brain becomes aware of where they are in space. And that translates into paralysis. People who have brain injuries is that if you actually use vibration therapy, for example, on a paralyzed arm then the brain itself starts getting a better awareness of where that arm is in space and you get better control. And I notice on your Instagram, you, you post a lot of like your stories. Are there like a couple, like maybe one or two stories that sort of stick out that have you've, how you've helped someone through the years? Yeah. Well, I just had a guy today. Uh, I've been working him for about a year now. Um, he was a spinal cord patient that uh, he was uh, pressure washing his boat and he slipped and fell and landed on his back and he fractured his T10 spine and uh, he got diagnosed what's called an Asia A quad. Uh, pretty much that means that's a pretty poor prognosis. You're not really going to basically be able to really move and walk. Mm. And so this guy tells me, he says, uh, look, I'm a diesel mechanic. Um, I have a young daughter. I want to walk her down the aisle and I do not want to be confined to this wheelchair. And, you know, I tap into everything. I'm into, you know, mindset. I'm into meditation. I'm into visualization. So we kind of threw it all. I said, look, I'm going to basically tell you that 
you know, the neurologists and all those guys can tell you that you're probably never going to walk. I said, but there's another aspect that if you really truly want to walk, what we have to do is basically tap into all the powers within mindset. We have to literally rehab every single spinal pathway that literally is going to connect from your spine to your brain. Um, and there's a lot of different, you know, you know, different pathways like cold, cold plunge. We were talking about earlier vibration, um, music, metronomes, uh, rhythmic movements, um, vibration. And so I was showing him, I was like, look, man, this is what we're going to do. We're going to literally every day, we're going to basically try to target these pathways. And the cool thing is, is that we were able to take this guy from complete paralysis from the waist down, uh, to today, he's now driving, um, he told me today it was actually his wife. She said that he went from an Asia A quad to an Asia D quad. Um, but he now has full functioning of both limbs. Uh, mm. he's walking on a four prong walker. Uh, but he's got wow. his life back. And, you know, it's cool because, you know, the, um, you know, neurologists will tell patients, uh, you know, don't go and do this alternative therapy. It's not going to work. Um, but they realize that if you don't do anything, you're never going to go anywhere. Or if you don't use it, you lose it. So a lot of these people realize that there's a lot more than just taking a pill. And that's where people start coming to see me. But what really drives a lot of these patients in to see me is I do post these videos. And really, they're just designed to basically show people out there that are struggling that no matter what you have going on, that there's still a potential and there's still a chance. But a lot of times you got to kind of tap into some of these, you know, this, it's all scientific. Um, it might kind of look a little crazy, but, um, you know, everything we do is based by research. So that was one case. Um, I've had a lot, I do a lot of traumatic brain injury rehab. So I've been able to help, like I have a kid from, um, uh, Northern California that when I got him, he, uh, fell off of a horse, and um, he had his legs like stuck together and, you know, goal for him was to be able to get on a horse, to be able to rope again uh, and to be able to walk. And I have this guy basically on a horse. Uh, I have him roping. Uh, I have him walking. Um, so, again, it's um, lots of cool cases. Uh, and then, you know, I have a really cool story on Instagram. I posted of this guy who had three days to live in liver failure with a brain infection. And he was on hospice, uh, which I didn't know he was in hospice because he um, he failed to mention that to me. And then um, after doing a bunch of red light therapy and, you know, we actually use a lot of magnets uh, or PMFs, um, we were able to get this guy to now two years later, he's running a construction company and he had seven days to live. Wow. And he reached out to you and you're, I mean, that puts you in, I mean, I guess he had nothing to, you know, nothing to lose really other than, you know, he, I'm sure it sounds like some of these people really, what do they, I mean, they, they have nothing to, you know, it's almost like you're the last resort to some of these people, right. As far as, you know, getting their health back or even just being able to, you know, live a, a quality life. Yeah. You know, we just had, you know, a lot of times patients, you know, I typically, you know, an average, usually my patient files. I mean, like most of my patients typically have seen at least 10 to about 43 other practitioners before they make the jump to come see me. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll put on one last case I just had. So I had a young girl from Sydney or from, from Australia. Um, I got her, she had, uh, what's called CRPS chronic regional pain syndrome, um, and POTS. So she was passing out between two to 500 times a day, which sounds astronomically high, which it is. 
Um, she was having three to five seizures a day and she lost the ability to walk. And her pain was so excruciating that like morphine, the Latin, Seroquel, um, wouldn't touch it. And, um, her visas were actually expiring December 1st and I got her October 1st and I had to basically reduce her seizures, um, get her to no longer pass out, hopefully get her up, uh, out of a wheelchair walking and uh, we were successfully able to use every aspect of our, her- our, our treatment. And uh, she walked out of our clinic last Wednesday, um, actually did a cartwheel. Uh, she walked out of there. She donated her, her wheelchair to us. Um, she hasn't wow. had a seizure in uh, about four weeks and uh, hasn't had a syncope, syncope, which is passing out episode in about two and a half weeks. So, you know, we see some of the wildest things, but I think the the thing, you know, people that are probably listening is, well, how in the world are you doing this magical work? And it's really not magic. It's basically no one really is looking at someone from a comprehensive standpoint. And for us, everything actually starts with, uh, we call it a QEEG. So we actually do an EEG of the brain and we look at all your brainwave activity. And then from there, I have an idea of what parts of the brain are working, what aren't. Uh, what parts are hyperactive. And then I start, you know, adding in all this sensory stimulation to start getting the brain in a better shape. Um, And then we get into all the labs and, you know, mindset and yeah, basically physical exercise. Wow. That's amazing work. And before we got on, we were talking a little bit about red light. So I feel like we should maybe go down that path for a little bit because I was mentioning to you, I, I, I bought a red light probably been uh, a year, year and a half and use it from time to time. But, you know, I'm just curious to know what, what type of things that, that you've seen that red light could be benefit for uh, benefit beneficial for people. Yeah. Well, you know, I tell people, I always start my clinic with first the equation about Albert Einstein E equals MC squared. So basically energy equals mass, but I break mass down to mass of every cell in your body excuse me, times the speed of light. And it's not just light, it's the diversity of light, like all the different colors of the spectrum. So if you take an average individual, um, most people basically need a lot of caffeine in the morning. They need energy drinks. They got to take a bunch of B vitamins um, just to be able to have energy to basically function. And the question to that is, is, well, why is that happening? And why is, you know, so many people are having to consume so much caffeine? And the answer to that, in my clinical opinion, is basically if you look at our light exposure that most of us live all indoors, you know, people basically stay inside all day long. They work, you know, in cubicles or in buildings and they're all under artificial light. And we don't really get a lot of, you know, outside sunlight time besides basically maybe going for an early morning jog if people do that, Uh, maybe going from the parking garage to your vehicle, uh, I mean, from parking garage to your office, um, or even in the evening time, a lot of people work late. So we're under all these light. And the sun, for example, has all these massive array of colors um, that it produces in the spectrum. But a human being in today's society is really only being exposed to blue light. And when you really look at blue light, you know, there's a lot of blue light uh, filter glasses. They're showing that blue light can actually cause a lot of stress and sleep disturbances and even weight gain. Um, Even people who get exposed to blue light excessively have an issue breaking down carbohydrates. Hmm. And then you look at red light. And red light is very beneficial because red light actually improves energy and improves blood flow. It reduces inflammation. 
Um, it can actually help out normalize people's sleep cycle. And when you look at all the symptoms people have, it's like every, you know, symptom of basically a red light, you know, deficit. And then you look at blue light toxicity and you see all these symptoms match up. So what's really happening is, is blue light is way over here on the left end of the color spectrum and red is way over here. And the more red light you get, you actually can negate a lot of this blue light exposure. So, you know, I, my partner, Dr. Brandon Crawford, we actually own something called NeuroSolution. It's a laser. We actually own a red light company um, where we sell these lasers and red light panels all over. Uh, but we also teach these doctors about how to use it. And red light is very beneficial. Like if you get in front of your red light panel, you may notice that your veins in your feet, in your arms, they start to surface. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize I had veins in my hands and my feet like that. Well, What's happening is, is your veins and arteries, they actually have something called a chromophore, which is a light receptor. So whenever you get exposed to red light, the veins in the arteries vasodilate, they open up. And if you improve blood flow, you can actually start to improve function. So let's say someone has pain in their hands or arthritis. And what happens is, is when the weather gets really cold, you know, now they start noticing more pain because cold is going to constrict your arteries and then heat is going to vasodilate, open them up. So the more blood flow that you get into these muscles and these joints and these nerves and even organs, the better function you have. And that's what happens with red light exposure. So, you know, my favorite applications to red light is actually over the head. Uh, I love it on the head because of your, your scalp is actually a chromo has chromophores in it. So light receptors increase blood flow. I also like red light to the face you know, very interesting um, about, you know, what's going on is something called sick uh, building sickness syndrome is, you know, a lot of the air quality control people work in a lot of old, old buildings that actually have what's called mycotoxins, mold in them. And uh, mold is actually basically, you know, getting stuck or getting coagulating people's sinuses and your sinuses can directly impact your brain, your equilibrium, and then also your gut function. Um, so, you know, getting blood flow to your actual face and your sinuses can help out. The other thing is, is your carotid arteries, your carotid arteries are on the front side of your neck, which actually give blood flow to your frontal lobes. And then you have red light to the back of the head or the back of the neck, which activates something called your vertebral artery, which is going to supply blood flow to your brainstem, which is where most of your cranial nerves come from, your eyes, your face, your mouth, your tongue. Um, your stomach, which is amazing because that's where your gut function is and all your vital organs are, and then your back, um, and then also the hands and the feet. So those are some kind of, you know, people have a red light out there listening. Those are some really neat little spots that you can actually do because, again, the better blood flow you get, the better function you get. And being exposed to red light can be extremely beneficial for reducing inflammation, improving energy um, improve in overall oxygen supply. So if you look at someone's pulse ox, they might have a 95% oxygen, meaning they're only absorbing 95% of oxygen and you get exposed to red light and you see it increase. So the more oxygen consumption you have, you know, the better brain function and organ and muscle function you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, it, this keeps coming up red light therapy and, uh, it's become more popular. Obviously there's companies now, uh, quite a bit more companies selling these uh, devices. Um, would you say that like exposure to red light, like 15, 20 minutes a day is probably a good, you know, a good barometer for doing it or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like being outside. So, you know, I, you know, at least people need to get at least 15 to 30 
plus minutes of sunlight a day. Mm. Um, I think that people that are being exposed to uh, a lot of artificial light probably should look at doing uh, at least 30 to 45 minutes of day of red light or, you know, um, sunlight exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can't, you know, if you, if you work a lot inside and you're not able to, um, you know, basically, you know, get outside, I think it's very wise thing for people to at least purchase a red light. And I tell people this, like, um, you know, I even I own a red light company, but, you know, red light, all photons basically work. Um, so, you know, red light, no matter if it's this cheapest red light panel that someone buys or the buy best high quality one, you know, you're still going to get a benefit from using red light. Um, so from a budget perspective, uh, red light is extremely beneficial. Um, I tell people that I think that the difference a lot of times is when you get very precise with the actual pulsation of frequencies, um, that's when you start kind of getting into another level um, of better benefit, you know, for example, um, there's, you know, the Schumannic resonance, which is the earth's frequency, you know, you can basically, it's grounding. So there's panels or red light that you can actually pulse to your hands and your feet, uh, at specific wavelengths, like 7.83 Hertz, that could be very beneficial. Um, you know, you have different brain waves, uh, people that want to alter their mood, you know, to be able to help out relaxation, you have theta, um, you know, people that want to meditate and manifest um, or kind of things like that. There's alpha waves, athletes that like energy or want to have better performance. They can look into like gamma waves or beta waves. So those there's different wavelengths of red light or at least frequencies of pulsating that people can look into um, that could also be a little bit more of a, um, you know, precise way to enhance their red light exposure. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, obviously getting outside is is a big key. Uh, you know, I'm in Chicago right now. The weather actually, it's been unseasonably warm. It's but we're in December and I, I just was looking, it's supposed to be 55 on Friday, which is like unheard of. But, you know, I take two to three walks a day with my dogs and I'm outside first thing in the morning. And uh, so I'm lucky that I could do that. I think some people need to just carve out a little time to do simple things like that. Um, what type of things do you'd like to do for yourself? Maybe with like, do you have like a morning routine or something like that? Yeah, I'm the crazy, crazy <laughs> guy. So, I mean, I wake up every morning at four. Okay. Um, basically my routine is I wake up at four. The first thing that I do is, uh, because I do a lot of TBI rehab, um, I do a lot of gratitude because like I had a guy today that was a spinal cord patient that he randomly was walking in the woods and a tree fell and hit in the back of the neck and has a spinal cord injury. Now he's paralyzed. Oh so you just never know. So I think gratitude is the most important thing that we should all be thankful for, mm -hmm. uh, of whatever it is, your current situation that you should just be grateful that you just have a heartbeat and you woke up. So I do gratitude first thing. The next thing that I do is I actually do a cold plunge. Um, I have a pretty, you know, very cold pool right now that I chill out. So I go just do a quick little cold plunge, uh, five, 10 minutes. Then I go straight to the gym. Uh, I'm into resistance training, but I do a lot of like extensors. So I do a lot of back, uh, a lot of big, large group muscles. Um, then I come home and then I get into, I do what's called PMF. So pulse electromagnetic frequency. Um, but I actually do PMF to my actually brain. Um, so I have a device called NeoRhythm. It's a device that was made in Slovenia. Uh, I think the company is actually now out of Amsterdam. But it's neat because you can actually use an app on your phone to control your brainwaves. 
Um, and then from that, I do like affirmations. Um, and then I have this big, massive canvas. Um, and this is where I basically do uh, all of my goal planning, visualization, meditation aspect. Um, so I'm very big into a guy named Joe Dispenza. So I do a lot of um, acoustic brainwaves. So uh, basically, whenever I do visualizations of meditation, I actually listen to uh, brainwaves. And then I do something called Nano V. It's this uh, breathing device that you breathe in vaporized water. So there's a infrared laser inside of this glass jar. And then I breathe in vaporized water. And then I do my own red light. So I basically laser my carotids, my cerebellum, uh, my hands, my feet, my stomach. Um, and then I typically take calls. And then uh, after you finish up, good. I was just going to say that's it. <laughs> oh, wait, I you was, know, I wake, up at, I, wake up at four, man. Hey, you know what? there's things get done first thing, right? Like, I mean, I just wrote down, I tried to keep up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got eight things so far. <laughs> yeah. I didn't add in. So, but by the time that stuff, before I get started, now I'm a big fan of uh, sunrises and sunsets uh, for circadian rhythm. And then at the end of the day, after I finish up my whole routine, then I do sauna before I go to bed. And again, I do another 30 minute round of a red light panel. Uh, and yeah, man, that's uh, basically my routine. And I've been doing that. But what happened is, is I went from having like a bunch of, like I told you, ADHD symptoms and auto, I had some autoimmune issues. Um, and, you know, in that, you know, I eat super clean. So I'm a very low carb kind of guy. I like the paleo carnivore uh, seasonal eating. Um I mean, so much I actually, you know, I actually have my own restaurant uh, in my oh, community just because... Yeah, well, I just I travel a lot, but I also want to make sure that when I'm going, my family eats super clean food. Um, so when because, do you when do you when do you eat? Do you, do you eat when you get back from the gym, or do you wait? Or yeah, so I just eat in the mornings. I do just a little bit of some protein. Uh, typically, do uh, I do a lot of protein shakes though, um, and then I do fast. So I do intermittent fasting. So I basically eat breakfast, and then I won't eat until typically uh, I get home, which is about six fifteen. Uh, and then I try to make sure that after the sun goes down that, you know, I'm not eating anymore until, you know, the next day. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I love how you do affirmations and goal setting and gratitude. So you pretty much start your day with gratitude, which is great. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't have quite the morning routine that you have, but like, I feel like if, if people could just take one or two of these things and implement them, not everyone maybe is going to get up at four and do two hour routine, you know, uh, even if it's a 15, 20 minute routine, I think that can be effective. Yeah. Well, you know, so what happened is I read a book, uh, years ago called the magic of thinking big. And, um, I've always been a pretty high achiever. I played college baseball. Uh, so I was able to get, you know, get to that level, but then I got hurt and then I decided to stop. But then, uh, you know, I opened this private practice and uh, what happened is, is I had a very large private practice. And I, after reading this book, I realized that I really accomplished everything that I kind of wanted to from a goal setting. But then I realized that I was thinking too small. Mm -hmm. So then I challenged myself to see if I can start attracting international patients. Um, and so in doing that, I started trying to focus in on trying to my very first patient was from Queensland, Australia. Um, and it literally took me two weeks. I basically went to my office manager and said, all right, look, Brandy, what we're going to do is we're going to get a big map of the world. Um, and we're going to start focus on attracting patients from all over the globe. And, uh, I just picked Australia and my first patient was Queensland. And I was like, this is interesting. 
So then we just started literally putting pins all over the whole world. And then we started attracting all these people randomly would reach out to us on Instagram or uh, Facebook from like Israel or the UAE or uh, Slovenia, Croatia, Ireland, UK. And it was just massive. People started just coming in. And what happened was, is I started actually in the morning time, I was actually scripting. So basically I was just basically just basically thanking God for sending me these patients. Um, and then all of a sudden they started coming. So then now what's happening is, is we see over 73 different countries fly in to see me. And uh, in doing that, um, you know, I realized to start thinking even bigger. So my morning routine, I think everyone, you know, I tell people this is that um, if you really, really, really want to grow uh, or you want to even recover from like a terminal illness or, or any that people really need to actually use first thing in the morning as much as they possibly can into visualizing their future, um, you know, where you can see yourself going. And that's what I did is I basically picked, you know, I wanted to go to Dubai. And, um, you know, I spent five years actually legitimately watching 4K videos, trying to visualize myself opening up a facility in the UAE. And um, magically, you know, that actually was able to happen. And my wife was like, Kyle, you need to quit. Like, you need to sleep in. And I'm like, no, no, no. And because after three years, she was like, one day she wakes up and she's like, it hasn't worked. And I'm like, I was like, it's going to work. I was like, it's just, it's it's not the right timing. And whatever, I got an opportunity to take my whole family over there and uh, meet, you know, our partners over there. And she was like, this is freaking insane. She's like, you were so dedicated and you never gave up. And I was like, you know, it just takes time. Um, And that's a lot of times when people do these routines is that it's not that it's going to be a quick fix, or this is you're going to like attract or recover or whatever people are looking for. It's the persistency. But I tell people this, it's the faith that you have Uh, I'm a massive fan of Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey has this one thing about um, once you make a plan of whatever you want to be in life, um, you know, you basically, you know, God basically wraps it up and he sends it to you, but you just never know the timing of when you're going to receive this. And if you're on, you know, um, the, you know, um, unfaithful or doubting street, um, or no, um, it's impossible street. It's never going to come. But if you're on that face street and you stay on that face street and you never get off of it, eventually that's going to come. And that's what happened with us. We built this laser company that's now completely all over the world and all these patients. But my partner and I knew that one day by us educating people on social media, that people would realize that we weren't crazy, that we were doing scientific stuff, but it was the the repetitive, the results that people are like, all right, you know, we're going to give these guys a shot. And then boom, now we travel to teach all these people. But it all came from the consistency of, you know, every day grinding it out, you know, trying to build a blueprint until eventually now it's like crazy that everything that we wrote down and we visualized and we talked about and we dreamed of is now a reality. And it's cool because we're making an impact all over the world. And at the end of the day, helping other people achieve their goals is ultimately the best reward you can have. Yeah. And <clears throat> focusing on that over and over. And it's like, I think um, a lot of people don't don't put their mindset to, to doing that, you know, like, or they start and they just, they give up or they don't continually focus on the one thing or whatever that they want to get. 
And it just takes, like you said, persistence. Yeah. Success is, I tell my, my staff, you know, success is a habit. Um, you don't look at an Olympic athlete and say they did it overnight. Those people put six, eight hours every single day. They, they're the ones, even in college, they were outworking everyone else. And, you know, and if you ask them whenever they win a gold medal and it's like, you know, my cousin's actually an Olympic athlete, Jenny Finch, and she knew she, she literally saw herself with holding gold medals and, and she did. And when I work with athletes, I always ask them, I'm like, dude, tell me your story. And it's always the same thing. It's like, they knew, they knew they were going to be there. Like when they would go to sleep at night, they'd close their eyes and they knew they could see themselves, you know, wear a number five and playing in the Super Bowl or, you know, striking someone out to win the World Series. Like they knew. And that's the cool thing about the mind. You know, when I work with these spinal cord patients, like I love to work with spinal cord patients because I'm like, look, man, all you have to do is really, really tap in. Like, can you see your foot move? And they're like, no, I'm like, look, your foot's not going to move until you see it. And then I use virtual reality a lot with these patients to where I put them into VR. So I desensitize their brain to where they're not getting any abnormal. And I literally have like a foot and a hand and the hand virtually moves. And I trick the brain into thinking that the hand's moving or the foot. And then we put them out of VR and I'm like, all right, now try to get your foot or hand to move. And they're like, oh my God, my finger can move. And it's like, yeah, but it's the power of visualization. But when you see something you know, the brain doesn't know if it's real or not. And with VR, you know, when you see this virtual hand move, the brain's like, whoa, and we vibrate their hand whenever we're moving their hand and their brain starts to move their fingers. And yeah, man, it's that's that's probably the coolest thing about, you know, what I get to do is um, is tap in and like motivate people. It's like, you know, you just you just never know. And it's just like you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. Um, yeah, just the consistency of it. And and getting up at four, what time do you go to sleep? I'm just curious. And I'm typically 9 30, 10 o'clock. Okay. Got it. And um what about helping people with sleep? Like we talked about your morning routine. Obviously, they're all sort of tied together, like getting up in the morning and seeing sunlight can actually help you actually, you know, set your circadian rhythm so you can actually get better sleep. But do what type of sleep routine do you have or do you coach with individuals? Yeah. So main thing is I actually, you know, I do a, a brain, I do a QEG. So I monitor their brainwave and I show people that most people who actually have sleep deficits typically have excessive high beta waves. So high beta waves are like your fight or fight. Like if you're exposed to a tiger, you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. And the way the brain basically kind of goes and you have like, if someone's like that, their brain is in high beta, then the next brainwave below that's called beta which is like alertness, like you and I are on right now. Then you go into an alpha wave, which is more kind of like a relaxation. Uh, Then you go into theta, which is that drowsiness. Then you go into a delta wave. And a lot of patients who have sleep disturbances, their brain can't actually go down into that delta rhythm. So delta is when you're able to actually like sleep. It's your like REM sleep. So what I actually recommend a lot of patients do is typically listen to theta uh, acoustic or theta binaural, theta isochromic tone. So I actually train them to do um, sound waves, basically. So theta waves. Mm-hmm. Um, I do actually recommend that people who do have sleep disturbances that after the sun goes down to minimize all uh, blue light exposure. So all artificial light, just use a candle if you have to. Um the other first thing is that you mentioned, curcadian rhythm, waking up early in the morning, watching the sunrise, and then also watching sunsets. Typically, about three to five days of consistency of doing that can really help out. 
Um, I'm a very big fan of uh, actually taking serotonin precursors. Uh, so like stuff like 5-HTP. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, fish oil. Um, I'm a very big fan of actually um, gut health. I think that a lot of people who have sleep disturbances have what's called SIBO. They have abnormal gut bacteria. Um, so taking really good probiotics or getting, you know, meeting a functional medicine doctor, <clears throat> getting stool samples to clean the gut up. If people don't have the finances to do that or, you know, they want to do that, then uh, low carb diets, uh, basically paleo diet, seasonal eating. Um, those are some pretty good things. And then I personally, I use the Magnetico sleep pad. So <clears throat> it's actually a hundred pound magnet. And it's amazing. Um, I'm a very big fan of, um, there's a really good book. Um, it's called The Mitochondriac Manifesto. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read that book, but it's by name R.D. Lee. Randy, the Mito Man. R.D. Lee? R.D. Lee. Yeah. And I, the, you know, the book is really based off of a neuros, uh, neurosurgeon named Jack Cruz. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's pretty big on YouTube at Red Light. Um but this book is phenomenal. But I think that anyone out there who really wants to hijack their life or biohack their life back, um, this book, The Mitochondriac Manifesto, is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so I sleep on this Magnetico sleep pad. It's a 100-pound magnet. Um, you know, the whole concept of this Magnetico sleep pad was based off of grounding. You know, back in the day, you know, everyone slept on like, you know, dirt floors and you had like a wooden bed, uh, which was attached to the dirt. And now we're on concrete. Um, now we have, you know, EMFs and Wi-Fi and all that. I think that, you know, those do have uh, on some individuals can disrupt some of their um, biophysiology. So even, you know, cutting your Wi-Fi router off could potentially help you out. But this Magnetico sleep pad. Yeah, I'm looking I'll at it right you. now. So you're just putting this on top of the bed. So you put it so you your box spring, and then yeah. you put the magnetico sleep pad on top of that, and then you put your mattress on top of that. Oh, okay. um, yeah, man, it's it's wild um, that I feel that you know they were showing some uh, some research. Um, actually, uh, you know, I wrote this down because I was going to tell you. So the research from this was showing that um, it would reduce free radical, uh, which is basically a lot of inflammation and stress, by eighty percent at three p.m. Um, it would increase beta endorphins by 45% and increase serotonin levels by 24%. <clears throat> and it would decrease cortisol by 12%, all from research from this magnetico sleep pad. So again, for me, I'm a, I research like crazy. Um, when I happened to come across this, I was like, look, let me try it out. Cause I've been doing PMFs for a long period of time, but this has been a complete game changer because, um, dude, I travel international like crazy. It's not uncommon for me to be here in America. I'll fly to Dubai for three or four days, come back home for a week, go to the UK for uh, a week, fly back. Two weeks later, I'm in Croatia, fly back. Uh, two weeks later, I'm in Sydney, Australia, fly back. Like I do a lot of international travel and people ask me about jet lag. And I'm like, look, man, I figured out how to beat jet lag. Um, I can literally fly somewheres. And what I do is I literally, when I fly, I didn't leave on like a Friday. I make it there Saturday. I go try to get sunlight. And then Sunday, you know, I basically just kind of recuperate a little bit. <clears throat> but this one's crazy. I start working on Monday. I work till Friday and I fly right back and I'm back to practice in my practice on a Monday. 
Um, and I do that nonstop. You bring and the pad with you? I'm sorry. You what, bring, what, you, what I do is that I fly actually with uh, a PMF pad. So that's one of the things that's very interesting about um, jet lag is, you know, you basically here in one place, you're, you're on the ground, you got magneticism and you get on an airplane and then you go either, you know, forward or backwards in time. <laughs> what I do is I literally put this Magnetico sleep pad, or not sleep pad, the, uh, the for the pad I use, the OmniRhythm uh, PMF pad. I put it on the bottom of my feet and I use the 7.83 hertz <clears throat> Shamanic Residence and I fly. And then soon as I land, I basically do sunlight exposure. So I try to always just go watch you the sunrise, sunset. Um, but I go into a park and go barefoot, which, you know, a lot of people look at me like I'm weird, but you know, I'm trying to basically hijack my sleep cycle. And that's one way, man, that I've beat. And then I sleep when I'm back home on the Magnetico sleep pad, man, it is insane. Cause, uh, people ask me, they're like, dude, I literally just saw you were in Croatia, you know, Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm back to work on Monday. And I do this like, uh, shoot, I think I had like 150 some thousand flight miles, uh, just this year. Wow. And this sleep pad, so you're putting it just under the mattress. So you don't even know it's there, really. Yeah, no, you don't really know it's there. And, um, you know, there's some people there when you read when you read the actual research, um, some people actually who have like uh, chronic illnesses, it's probably best to put it like underneath your bed originally because it does detoxify you. Uh, which is very interesting because you got to think about like you're sleeping on a magnet and then as you breathe, you know, you basically look at your chest. So little, it actually helps. There's something called the lymphatic system, uh, basically how our brain gets rid of all the lymph and stuff. Um, so it does help out detoxify you. So most people who are constipated or um, people who maybe have like methylation issues or glutathione issues, this stuff will help with detoxifying. Hmm. Um, so Initially, it's very important to make sure you drink a lot of water, um, sleeping on Lake's Magnet. Um, but yeah, it can, it, it's amazing. People literally lose weight. I mean, that's when you read this book, the, um, this guy literally lost a lot of weight by literally sleeping on a freaking magnet. Always something. It's crazy. Always, always something. <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to think where we should go from here. So what would you say... I mean, you do a lot of biohacking and, you know, I would say 99% of the people aren't doing these things. What would you say the biggest levers are that, you know, you use throughout your, that you've seen with your practice and with individuals? I know you're working with specific people who have obviously some needs where, whether it's brain, you know, traumatic brain injuries or things like that, but just maybe the everyday person, what are some of the, maybe the biggest sort of levers that they can do um, on a day-to-day basis? And I know you've mentioned some of them already, but. Well, you know, another thing I haven't mentioned is something called deuterium depleted water. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a massive fan of that. I mean, I, you know, I'm not drinking it right now, but um, I think that people who get access to drinking that just because what people don't realize is, is that um, we live in a toxic world. So people really need to be able to be very mindful about their body's ability to be able to detoxify. So again, I like deuterium depleted water. Um, but just basic common things. Um, I really think sunlight exposure is something that people really, really need to amp up. I think that that can make a significant difference in their vitamin D, their energy levels, uh, sleep cycle. Um, you know, people even know cold exposure first thing in the morning. I tell people that, you know, you have to do cold plunges, but just 
even doing like, you know, ice packs to your carotid arteries for like, uh, you know, just one to a couple of minutes. Um, that's just enough to be able to kind of help boost an energy production with you. Uh, reducing light exposure after sundown can make a massive, massive difference. Um, and then I think, you know, again, just basic seasonal eating, eating, you know, people trying to go to like the, um, uh, uh, gosh, well, I'm farmer's market, um, right. you know, on the weekends and actually buying like local foods, you know, those are some basic little things. Um, and then again, if people can, you know, you know, invest a little bit in red light exposure, you know, I'm a massive fan of that. Um, you know, at least just exposing, you know, worst case, you know, tell people if you only had like one's place to basically put red light, I would tell it to put it to your stomach just because, you know, we wear clothes all the time and we don't really, you know, the summertime people get their, you know, abdomens exposed, but, you know, it's very interesting as you know, this, cause you, you know, if you obviously follow that, but you go to the beach you feel so good at the beach. And, you know, if you're typically wearing a bathing suit, but I massively am a massive fan of sunlight exposure to the stomach or red light to the stomach, reduce all the inflammation in the gut because that can reduce inflammation and stress to the brain. Mm. Yeah. that and, and, you know, nowadays, like, for example, we're not seeing the sun much, but even just getting outside, you're still going to, that you're still getting exposed to the sun. It's just not, it's behind the clouds, obviously. It's not, um, but yeah, no, these are all great things. I mean, um, you know, I'll just say that I mean, my favorite thing. So this is, but you know, I, here's my, here's my, I do a significant amount of red light exposure to my carotids. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, he's, he's demonstrating it. Um, uh, that's cool. Yeah. My, my, I have a light and mine just, I'm sort of just sitting in front of it. Uh, but yeah, that one looks like it, you could just do more targeted red light <laughs> yeah this this is a, this is like the mac daddy and then the other one is behind the uh we call this area in neurology this is like where we do like the cerebellum but this is the vertebral artery uh here and here but these are these are my favorite two places that um i basically do red light exposure you know i've I'm the crazy guy that even I have two kids. I have a seven, a three-year-old. Um, both of my kids, when they were born in the hospital, like I literally brought my laser and I was, I've, my kids have been lasered every day. Okay. Um, so my daughter. Yeah, go ahead. Was, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say my daughter, you know, she FaceTimed her friend and she's like, the you know, I'm in front of a red light panel and that. And she's like, why is your house so red? And she's like, my dad's <laughs> weird. <laughs> hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with being weird, right? Oh, for sure. Um, and does your wife do a lot of this stuff as well or, or she... not as much as, I mean, she likes to laser, you know, women like, you know, cosmetics yeah. for wrinkling and stuff, but that's, that's basically about, she thinks I'm just crazy. She's like, I don't know why you have, you know, the earthly idea, even on a Saturday and Sunday to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But... I mean, I, so much can get done when you're up early like that. Like you said, I mean, I wrote down your morning routine. I mean, crazy. Um, I do value sleep. So sometimes I don't like to get up that early, but, um, yeah, get things done. That's for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, this was great. I mean, what, what, this is a common question. I'll just finish up with what, what one tip would you give someone, even though we've gotten a lot of tips today, uh, someone may be looking to get their body or mind back to what it once was. I know this, you know, you could probably give a bunch of different tips, but what, what one tip would you give that individual? I would say probably, you know, my favorite book, I think education is by far probably the um, most important thing. Uh, my favorite, I say, let me give you two books because uh, Why Isn't My Brain Working by Datis 
Kurazian, and Clean Gut by Dr. Alexander Junger. Those are my top two uh, books for health. I would say from a mindset and mind control would be Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. I know that one. Those are some pretty good books. And then when you go into uh, biohacking, I mean, I think that the best thing that someone could potentially do um, is potentially probably, I think the Magnetico sleep pad is, you know, a game changer um, just because of um, it basically adds uh, polarity to your body. And, you know, the sicker we get, the less energy we have and the most, you know, restorative, you know, time of our day is in our sleep. So why not try to add electrons um, into your body when you're sleeping? And I think that that's a missing link. And then outside of that, you know, red light exposure, um, you know, at least if you could 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day to at least your stomach, your back, you know, and your carotids. You got me. Mo- I'm going to be doing it right after this, this interview. That's for sure. Um, it makes a difference. And, you know, I would say this, the, the, I, from a, from my personal perspective, you know, I run a lot of, I, I do a lot of labs. I think that probably one of the um, next biggest health epidemics that we're going to see is actually going to be fungal infections. I don't think that people realize how bad mold exposure is, um, whether it's coming from the air quality in someone's home um, water damage buildings, old buildings. And then the other thing is actually our food source that people don't realize how much mold or mycotoxins is in carbohydrates and coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that with coffee. Um, and coffee's the most consumed, you know, probably the most consumed beverage, you know, of anything. Ocrotoxin A is um, is one of the most common mold exposures that I have seen globally. I mean, like I work with autistic kids that are nonverbal, and I have yet to actually see an autistic kid, and this is all over the world, that hasn't tested positive for Ocrotoxin A, which is mold. And that's all these kids eat is basically carbohydrates. Mm. Yeah. So knowing your food source. Totally. Right. Well, Dr. Daigle, this was great. Um, where's the best place for people to find you? I know you have a lot going on. Um, what 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 website should they visit? Yeah, so we have you know a couple. Um, you know, Instagram is definitely a great way because I have you know Dr. Kyle Daigle um, that has a popple page which has links to like everything. Um, Neuro-Solution.com is our red light company. Um, my practice actually is neurosolutionlc.com. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, yeah, and then I have a Dr. Kyle Daigle.com uh, LLC. It's actually, it's just, they just took it down and now it's getting revamped. But those are some great ways. And then um, I also have another software company. It's called Neurosage. So uh, neurosage.com. We actually make video games for, um, for achieving wellness. Basically it's uh, using sound waves, acoustic and visual and eye movements that you can play video games at your own, you know, in your own home to help out reducing pain and discomfort and improving cognitive function. Okay. Well, I'll put, I'll put these in the show notes so people can find you okay. if they want to reach out. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, you know, going through your routine and sharing all this knowledge for us. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for having me. Yeah. Thanks. And enjoy the day. All right. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.